think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So when I go to a hockey game, a Bruins game in particular, I get uh, I get a little vocal. Um, and so there were some, at the very beginning, Zaka got called for, the, for a trip, like less than two minutes in, three minutes in. And it seemed pretty soft. So, you know, I yelled something at the ref. I forget exactly. You're like, oh, that's a horrible call, whatever. This kid behind me says, hey, ref, want to borrow my glasses? And I just turned around to him and gave him a fist bump. Is ruined, everybody. Welcome to the Bruins and Bruins podcast, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by Bruins Diehards. I heard is maybe still a thing. We have PWHL Boston Diehards for now to be named later. Um, they say DraftKings. Not there. We go. Ray, never mind. Not this month. And um, <laughs> Ray Borg, sponsored by maybe. Use THPN at DraftKings, man. Uh, you can hear more about that later, or you can skip through it like most of you scums do. Anyway, we got some hockey to talk about, but first, into beverages. Anybody got something fancy schmancy? I got something interesting. So once again, recording a podcast before I drive to a school to pick up a child. Uh, my child, not some random child. Um, yeah, a child. Never a better time there, for a beer. There is no kidnapping. Uh, so we're going non-alcoholic here. Uh, this is a hop water, H-O-P-W-T-R. Taking out those vowels. Except um, for the O, I guess. <laughs> it's not really an O. It's shaped like a hop. Oh, um, okay. That's clean. Yeah, it's, like a, <laughs> it's a hop drop, actually. It's a hop. Yeah. Shape drop. Yeah. So this is a non-alcoholic, zero calories, Sparkling hop water crafted with adaptogens and nootropics, which of course I know exactly what they are. I would tell you, except we don't have time. Um, oh. It's a blend of hops for a refreshingly crisp, citrusy, piney flavor, ashwagandha to de-stress and unwind, and L-theanine for mood and cognitive performance. I'm sure this all works. As far as I'm concerned, kind of tastes like like grassy blood orange seltzer. Um, grassy it's not bad. in a good way or grassy in a in a not bad way? Yeah. It's like like drinking water out of the hose kind of. Okay. Oh, that brings back fun. Yeah, that's, that's sometimes of, nice. That's of the 1960s there. when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, drinkability, I mean, it's, it's high. You can drink it. Uh, 34. Give it the Soderberg. Um, tasteability three overall, you know, I, I'd say recommend if you're just like chilling and want to drink something that vaguely reminds you of drinking. 
you're about to go do some kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> I will be in the back seat of your car, by the way, Chris. Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah I'll be looking out for that. Gotta watch out for that. Yeah. Always check your rear view mirror. Um, uh, Cam. Yeah. I got a repeat beer I found. I think I reviewed this like a month, month and a half ago. Uh, I just realized I had one more sitting in the back of the fridge. Very excited. Uh, this is the road trip New England IPA from Newport Brewing Company. Uh, it's, a, it's a proper IPA. Got a nice color to it. Nice little haziness. Definitely New England style. Great can art. Old style map. I remember talking about that last time. So um, you can go back and listen to my map review. I think I <laughs> shouted out the map men for that. Um, mm, really good flavor to it. Um, not overly citrusy. A little bit of sweetness to it. Really, just a, a reliable IPA. If that were, uh, you know, a, a Portland local, I'd be picking up quite a bit. I don't know if they make it up here, but um, very solid beer. Drinkability, pretty good for an IPA. Has a bit of hop to it, but it's not not punching in the face. Drinkability, I'm going to say a 25, which I think is pretty pretty good for an IPA. Tasteability, definitely up there as well. Mm, let's give it a 27 on the tasteability scale. Very good stuff. Awesome, and I uh, I'll be brief with mine because it is a uh, another pumpkin down east. Uh, they're still in stores longer than I thought. I really thought like end of November would be done. Uh, no, I was buying them. thought too. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, yeah, exactly. So I found some in Hannaford, um, and yeah, yeah. Drinkability always a thirty-seven. Tasteability always a thirty-seven with these. Um, yeah, definitely their best cider. My absolute favorite. But I was drinking beer. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but at the Bruins game on Saturday, that's my transition into that. Did you guys watch the hockey games? I did watch the hockey games. I did not watch the hockey games. I had, as I tweeted at the account, my boots in the snow up at Sunday River. Oh, that's cool. right. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I went with uh, with Julia, my dad, my mom, and it was the uh, first time since... I don't know. The last time I was at a game, a Bruins game with my mom, I lost a tooth. So like that long ago, <laughs> like like a baby tooth. <laughs> um, not I got like socked in the mouth at, at some point in my adult life. Um, and so that was just a fun experience. And, you know, the Bruins come, you know, storming out. I think they had like a three nothing lead. I, I missed my box score. Yeah. Um, and then something I want to talk about is the two quick goals there right after Shattenkirk scored on the power play. Um, But, uh, you know, eventually Heinen scored, then uh, Kraus in the third, and then Pasternak, uh, you know, put it away. uh, 5-3 win. Uh, Pasternak second of the game. But, uh, yeah, any initial thoughts on this game, especially maybe that part where the Bruins yet again seem to have something go wrong similar feeling as a uh you know six on five goal against me yeah i i don't love when the bruins remind me of you know the seemingly every year bruins when they get up by two or three goals and like immediately give up at what was the beginning of the second period they gave up two goals in like two minutes and just mm-hmm. all the air out of the building i assume actually less um, than a minute Oh, which and the first goal came less than a minute after Shattenkirk scored on the power play at the beginning of the period. It was we absolutely <laughs> love that. It's 
just an absolute momentum killer. I absolutely hate it. I wish it didn't happen. I don't know how to fix it. It seems like a very mental thing because it happens too often and seems like it's happening at the end of games as well with the goalie pulled the Bruins leading the league in goals against with the opposing goalie pulled. Um, Yeah. I don't know what to do mentally. Seems like the Bruins are kind of everywhere, but you know, hard to complain when they're still winning games. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't chalk it entirely up to to like leadership or something like that, but I think that is like a factor when it's late in games and and you know obviously with the absence of Bergeron and not to say Martian isn't doing a good job or something like that because I think he's he's been great so far, but um, you know those those couple moments where you need your veteran players to really step up and and especially with the number of young players and rookies in particular on this team, having a veteran guy who can jump in and be like, Hey, we got to buckle it down right now and keep those momentum slips, right? Keep calm heads, keep everybody focused on the job. It seems like that's missing just a little bit, which is interesting because they, again, they do have a lot of veterans as well, but still a lot of them are newer to the team, things like that. So I, I do think it's one of those things that will get better over the course of the season as um, you know, as, those roles get established a little more. And, and even as these guys get used to playing with each other a little bit more, I know we're a few months into the season now, so it's not necessarily an excuse at this point, but um, definitely something we would want to keep an eye on. And I think for the the six on five point in particular, it is, it is frustrating, but also like if that's the biggest complaint we have about this team right now, that's, that's still a pretty good indicator that they've been playing pretty good hockey. So yeah, at least means you're winning at the end of the game. Um, yeah, or before, just slightly before the end of the game, at least, which is a good position to be in, in in most games. So I'm sure they're aware of it. I'm sure whatever, maybe a little extra time. I mean, we talked about this last time, Drew. We're like, do teams practice six on five? It's like, I imagine they have to at some point or else they'd have no idea what to do. But um, maybe a few extra hours there at, at the Warrior Ice Arena. And then, um, you know, hopefully that, that cleans up a little bit. Yeah, just Herbie's the whole Again. Like, Again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think frustrating for now. I don't foresee it being a season long problem. I think they'll kind of buckle it up, uh, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, so when I go to a hockey game, a Bruins game in particular, I get, uh, I get a little vocal. Um, and so there were some, at the very beginning, Zaka got called for the, for a trip, like less than two minutes in three minutes in. And it seemed pretty soft. So, you know, I yelled something at the ref. I forget exactly. You're like, oh, that's a horrible call, whatever. This kid behind me says, hey, ref, want to borrow my glasses? And I just turned around to him and gave him a fist bump. <laughs> 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 that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, that's good. But yeah, but, no, that was good. But eventually, you know, the refs called it kind of both ways. There was that whole first period had a lot of soft penalties, and then it kind of seemed to calm down from there. But um, at least it went both ways. But love a love a young vocal fan. You know, that's uh, how you raise them. Uh, I don't know. I'm a good role model. I swear. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned going to a game with your mom because the last time I went to a game with my mom. Uh, I got to witness the first NHL point of Justin Florick. I think we all remember where we were when that happened ah, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> against the Winnipeg cool. Jets. Um, yeah, I just you know special moments to share with you know your family. Yeah, yeah. They, we they went, sports uh, are all about making memories. That's 
you know, they don't get any more meaningful than that. So, yeah, I we went. It was my mom's birthday earlier in December, so happy belated, I suppose, to my mom. <laughs> I don't know. I was about to just say like her name. I was like, why would I do that? Um, <laughs> doxing Drew's mom, <laughs> doxing my mother. Um, but uh, yeah, and it was actually kind of cool. Z is c- <laughs> we got bleep that out now. <laughs> or make it the cold open. Either or. Yeah. <laughs> no, you should bleep it out in the episode, but leave it for the cold open. That's how you should do it. <laughs> um, so, uh, but my, something that was cool is my dad has this 50th anniversary Bobby Orr jersey. And my mom's birthday gift from my dad was a 100th anniversary Brad Marchand jersey. So they both wore those, which was uh, pretty cool to see um, them right next to each other. Um, I, get, I let Julia use my Seidenberg jersey because of uh, her German heritage. I felt like that was just like, I don't know. I could give you Bergeron or McAvoy or Seidenberg. I was like, all right, this guy was... Zdeno Chara's D partner when they won the cup. So you gotta like know who you're wearing. And I gave her like this rundown of his career that she didn't give a fuck about nor need to know. But I feel like you gotta know the player you're wearing. The Did she have German a good time hammer. at the game? Yeah. She I I guess. The first game we went to, the Bruins game we went to together, uh was Blackhawks Bruins, and she's you know from Northwest Indiana. Yeah. So uh Blackhawks family. Um and so that she was more into that. Um, but I mean, I think she had a good time, you know, having beers at a, at a hockey game is never really a bad time. So the, the sounds and vibes of live hockey are plenty to, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's probably not my favorite sporting event to go to, to like chill. It's definitely my favorite sporting event to go to, to like watch and be engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, I think baseball is the best chilling sport. Um, but yeah, I love I mean, not knowing the score in baseball. When I'm at the game. <laughs> it, it doesn't get a lot better than just like hanging out with a bunch of your friends, like having some beers and then like turning to the field when you hear the crack of the bat. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, hockey vibes are off the charts too. Yeah. It doesn't get better than live hockey. They're very different vibes. Baseball. I love and going to a game, you get a good squad there. They don't have to like, love the sport it's just about the experience of the ballpark and hockey it's a lot more about the sport you're going there to watch a game and and the results on the ice matter a lot more than you know i've seen the red Sox get killed plenty of times and it never really bothers me that much but if i go to a bruins game and they lose i'm pretty pissed like <laughs> the way it goes go um, <laughs> speaking of you know seeing a hockey game live um you know sometimes you can't well most of the time you can't it's expensive the economy's fucked but I got to give enough distance from this so we can give them a timestamp that doesn't include a swear. You can bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to mention some lines and odds, but like I don't I don't we never know when we're, uh, you know, posting this stuff. So um, check them out on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling prom, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 
or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus Sage varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming, gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. I love how we have to... <laughs> Throwing copyright on their logo <laughs> no other end read. I mean, most of the time they give us football and basketball and stuff, 360 windmill. Between um, the legs. Between the legs. But uh, <laughs> got to, got I'm to be honest, Drew, it, it's such a, a reflex to skip that part that I like went to my computer to like tap the forward button when you started reading <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait drew faster faster come on oh my god uh yeah my dad's been really into uh total tackles prop bets recently so get your get your DraftKings sportsbook accounts and do that if you want to total tackles yeah, yeah i've done it here and there just throw just throw it. i can't give advice but what i do is i just throw like 50 cents on a guy like johnny beecher who has a long shot of scoring, and if he does, cool. If not, I lose fifty cents. So I just bet on Johnny Beecher every single game to like drop two hundred dollars. Is that profitable so far? Seven thousand. No, I don't do that. I, uh, yeah, I've made maybe like fifteen bucks over a while of doing it, and now I don't have any in the account, and probably won't deposit any until like I come across some money on the street. Just like you know how every you, you find a twenty dollar bill on the street all the and time, and you put nowadays. it right in your DraftKings account. You know what? That happens so much more rarely, just because nobody really has cash. I wish that was more of a thing. I'd love to pick up some someone else's money randomly on the street and keep it as my own. <laughs> um, amazing. Before we get into listener questions, I have something hockey related <clears throat> that just dropped mm-hmm. that I'm curious to get your your thoughts on. So. Apparently, the NHL All-Stars Skills Comp is getting a rework for next season. Is it this season, next season? It needs to be reworked every year because it always sucks. No, this actually seems cool. They're, like, really changing it. So they're cutting it down to 12 players. Eight are going to be determined by NHL hockey ops departments, whatever, and the fans will vote on the final four. And those 12 players are going to compete in eight different skills competitions and they earn points for each one. And then apparently there's a million bucks in the line, which is kind of cool. So every one of the players will do fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one timers, passing challenge, accuracy shooting, NHL shootout, and then an NHL obstacle course. Curious what that looks like. And then you get like a certain number of points for each one. I feel like that's better than what they've done. I, I mean, hope, you know, we'll see. I, hope they, I hope they go all out with the obstacle course. Yeah, like, I want to see rings of fire out, that they're yeah. jumping yeah, through. Give me like Ninja Warrior on skates. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like the Red Bull like yeah, crash Red things Bull. where they're just like going down mountains. Like we won't send players to the Olympics in case they get hurt. We're gonna have them land on each other in skates as they fly down a mountain. They all have to go at the same time, so the obstacle course is a race. Yeah, and they're all tripping all over each other. But uh. Yeah, that sounds cool. I like having it be like points and it's kind of like, I mean, it's still just for show and it's going to be like weird and stuff and not really determine who's the most talented player ever or whatever that year. But 
but it, it'll be cool that everything matters you know so like you can uh you could be a sick passer and that's really your only skill and you could still come out on top maybe. yeah i kind of like the idea of like a big tournament of it all it adds a little bit of competitiveness to it and you know, I, again, I don't think anybody's going to be like going all out for it, but it'll be nice to have some mm. kind of incentive versus the usual shit where it's just like clearly guys mailing it in. Like, so have you guys seen the uh, the NHL Edge website um, that you know the new player tracking data um, that it just came out this year, or at least public? I haven't really year. played around with it now. Um, it okay. So first of all, the mm. website sucks. It's just like awful interface. You you have to like. You have that to go to it. Right. You have to go to a team. You can't like sort by any category. You just have to like pick a category, go to a team, and then pick a player, and then that player will show up. And you can't just like uh, you know, show me this whole team's like skating speed or whatever. Um, right. It doesn't. You just gotta like oh, individually yeah. choose. And if wow. anybody is worse than average at something, it just says bottom fifty percent instead of like the rest of their percentile because they want to like <laughs> players' feelings. So. I was just thinking, like, will players want to participate in the skills comp if they, like, let's say you got a real slow skater who's really good at everything else. Is that person just going to be embarrassed to be out there skating slowly? And because, you know, it's the toughest sport with all the toughest players and they're all scared to be made fun of for something. But yeah, that'll be interesting. (laughs) Morgan yeah, Geeky just... has the top shot speed this year for the Bruins. Oh, it's 99.73 miles an hour. That's above the league average, like by That's... just a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was noticing like Trent Frederick has a pretty, like, pretty good shot. Uh, not a lot of fast skaters on the Bruins, and like kind of supports my, uh, my theory that a lot of the players on the Bruins that people think are fast, uh, are just kind of like quick and don't have good top end speed. Like I don't think Marshan's like got a really high top end speed. He's just yeah. like a quick guy. Acceleration. And I think Pasternak got like early in his career got kind of tapped as like a a fast player because he was like young and skillful. But or like he got he got bigger. He's like kind of muscular now, and I mean he's above average skater, but like. He's not burning past anybody. Mm-hmm. He's closer to Obi than he is to McDavid. <laughs> For sure. I was um, surprised to see that Leon Dreisaitl is actually pretty fast. I kind of always just assumed he was kind of slower, but yeah, it's, my, questions? it's my NHL edge. Sure. <laughs> All right. So we have some listener questions for you. Sean Rajat, he scores. You can add one player making under three million from any team in the league to the Bruins. Who are you taking? Connor uh, Bedard. The- yes. <laughs> yep. There's the answer. Ha 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 ha. We found a loophole. Um I'll say other than entry level contracts, I'm gonna add a clause so we can actually have thought on. Is there a way to sort by contract? I don't really have a I know I'm like I don't know that many people's contracts um, off my head. I'm trying to I'm going to go Trent, Fred, and Eric all under 2.3 mil. We're adding him to our team? Yeah, to our... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to scroll all the way through Cat Friendly. Uh, We'll go with Connor Bedard, unless anyone has anything in five. Um, I'm going to look. 
maximum of three mil, we said, right? Yeah. Let's do some filtering, maybe. Zero. Well, I did something else wrong. Are we talking AV or cap hit? Does that have to be under or? I think it's cap hit. Under or at three mil? Under. I guess it just include Less, yeah. Three mil. I think he said three mil or less. Yeah, three under three mil. Okay. But just to loop it in, who the fuck cares? I mean, Bruins need a center. Uh, I like Chandler Stevenson, 2.75 mil. Hmm. There's a lot of people signing. I'm trying to scroll up to like around the $3 million range, and there's just a lot of people making making a lot of money. If it's 3 mil inclusive, I mean, Matt Duchesne, Anthony Duclair, Marty Nietzsche, those are all good names. Evan Rodriguez, right. good players making 3 mil. Casey Middlestat, maybe, making 2.5 Ooh, that's good. I didn't go lower than two seven five. Yeah, that's that's probably the best. Oliver Ekman Larson's only making two and a quarter. <laughs> Daniel uh, Vladar, no Chari, bring him back. What about Capo yeah. Caco? He's only making two point one. Does he suck? He was supposed to be good. Lafreniere is also a good one at two three two. Yeah, this is interesting. I think right now I'm going with Middlestad because he he plays the wing too, wing and center, right? I'm pretty sure. Seems like it'd be a pretty good. I'm, I'm gonna go with Colin Graff. So he doesn't have an NHL contract, but he does play for Quinnipiac, and he's a prospect of somebody actually. Oh, wait. The Arizona under goalie, NHL contract. The the Arizona goalies making in total less than six million dollars is pretty great for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here's our answers. Eric Ripperson. For a chance at a million dollars, you can either take continuous penalty shots on Jeremy Swayman and win if you score, or same thing, only you're in net, and you must make one save on David Posternark. Either way, you have to chug a beer for every time you fail. I'm going to go with the penalty shot against Swayman, um, because this seems to be like, it's not like, uh, it's continuous, so it's not like you have a limited number of opportunities. Um I feel like A, not that either easy, that would be easier. Um, and B, why take the punishment from like a David Pasternak slap shot in his in his office? That would just... That just yeah, hurt. I think originally I was going to say Pasternak. I mean, like either way, I'm going to die. Like I, I will <laughs> die of an alcohol overdose before yeah. I do either of these things. But I was thinking it's more likely that Pasta like just kind of misses the net getting yeah. bored or something than it is too. for me to like both hit the net and in a spot that Jeremy Swayman already isn't. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think either way would work. Yeah, I agree. I'm leaning playing goalie. I think, I mean, I'm not beating Sway with a shot. The only chance would be like digging him out, which my hands aren't that good. So <laughs> at least with, with pasta, you could try to just like, catch him off guard with like a flying poke check or something, maybe trip him. <laughs> yeah. And just there's, the, there's the possibility that he just like is fucking around and like tries to get between the legs and like, you know, rips one off the crossbar and you're golden. So I think the only chance of survival is, is getting lucky as a goalie. That is not at all to underestimate how hard goaltending is. I've done it a few times on ice and it's really fucking hard to do. Uh, that movement is just incredibly difficult. Like I, as somebody who grew up playing street hockey and considers himself a good street hockey goalie, transitioning that to ice is just like incredibly hard. Just the basic side to side movement is like so much more difficult than I think most people realize. But still, you might have a chance of just, you know, he can hit you. 
that's a possibility, whereas that's not really a possibility. I'm not just going to accidentally score on Sway. So, All right. Last question. Chaser at Chaser3712. Oh, I thought that was our uh, question. It was like, Chaser, what's your, <laughs> what's your chaser of choice? Um, what does the team need to do about scoring increase as well as addressing the defensive woes? Players traded, released, shipped to lines? I didn't have I mean, an answer teed off. So. Get get healthy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're missing Zaka. They're missing McAvoy. Uh, brand. Um, Dairy. Yeah, I. It, it's it's not dire, but you know, really testing the depth here. Uh, I mean, prior to the trade deadline, I think yeah, you want to add somebody. Say preferably somebody who can play like middle six center. Um, and maybe shift Zaka to wing or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anything's dire right now. We talked about this a little bit last time too, but, um, I'm, you know, there's going to be more injuries. So kind of holding pattern for now, see what, you know, make sure that there aren't anything, there isn't anything dire that does come up, you know, a month before the deadline. Um, if you're healthy enough by then, I agree. firming up a little bit more offensive depth be good see what comes at us and then adjust from there. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've talked about some of the negative parts of their game thus far. Um, I feel like there's been nothing that you can like pinpoint consistently. Like this is our absolute weakness. This is where we need to add, um, you know, there's stretches here and there where you think maybe we need some help on defense. Oh, do we need a little bit of depth scoring? How's the center situation looking? Um, And so I think, you know, waiting towards the trade deadline to make any big uh, additions like that is necessarily uh, necessary. Just kind of see where you're at then um, in terms of your needs and what's available as the market kind of shapes up as we get closer to that date. Um, sure, shift lines if you want, Monty. I don't know. I trust them. Yeah, I mean, it kind of has to. I, the practice yeah. lines were geeky on the top line centering. So, It'll oh, be yeah. fun. Injuries suck, it. but I'm on like the train. You, you do get to see some fun line combinations and defensive pairings. Um, Lori and Shattenkirk is an interesting one on the on the back end. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, any final thoughts before we sign off? Only that spoke to these. That's my only thought. Um. Uh, who wants to sing us out? Uh, Drew, I want you to sing, but I want you to channel what you were like on the way out of the garden on Saturday and sing with that level of, of enthusiasm, we'll say. Yeah. Was, uh, Gusto. To quote myself as I, came out, well, as I walked out of the garden, let's go, Bruins! And they kept doing it. And then I was like, fuck the yotes! Nothing. Goodbye, everybody.